count on both hands Like down the ride till the day I die Friends, to get them I'd like to think That I'm few and far between What's up y'all? It's Michael Back again Another podcast And I, I think this might be two weeks in a row Like that's gotta be a record for me I'm just throwing that out there Like Yeah I'm proud that I've done this two weeks in a row. And hopefully I can keep the streak alive. Maybe uh, maybe if, you know, I got rewarded with, I don't know, Bass Pro Shop credit or something every week. That'd be awesome. I can buy hunting stuff. Or give it to y'all. That'd be cool too. Somebody give me something just for doing this, please. Anyway, no, I'm not that guy. I don't like nothing for nothing. I don't like free stuff. Well, I like free stuff, but I mean, I don't mind working for stuff, so... Anyway, I hope all y'all are doing good. Uh, turkey season ended last Saturday. We were over at our hunting camp and sitting in the house there. Saturday morning, Kevin was over there. He got up and went hunting. And I got a, I don't know. I've been waking up all kind of early now. I guess I'm getting old and crap. But <clears throat> why is that when you get old, you start waking up early and you don't sleep as much and you feel like you sleep like crap? I don't know. I got to figure this thing out. I'm, too, I'm much too young to feel this damn old, right? Isn't that what Garth Brooks said? Anyway, we're over at the camp. Kevin goes out hunting Saturday morning, the last day of the season. It's nice, 50 degrees, clear skies, it's calm. And uh, I get up about 6.30, so it's, it's been daylight for, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes or so. And I get my cup of coffee, and I'm walking out. I'm going to sit on the carport out there. we got a little picnic table by the grill and all that fun stuff. And I look out in the backside of our yard area there. There's a hen turkey walking across. And we got a hundred and... 200 acres, 115, 20 acres or whatever right there that we hunt on at the house. And um, I just stopped and I'm watching her. And man, all of a sudden I hear a turkey gobble. Like, Dad, gummit, where's he at? And with the sound echoing around the house, it was hard for me to tell. So I text Kevin. I say, hey, man, you got anything going on? He's like, no, I've heard a couple, but I don't have anything happening right now. So I just heard one gobble up here. And um, so anyway, the guy phoned him and I text him and then, few minutes later turkey gobbles again i called him i said hey man that turkey's got to be right around here i think you make a slip around da, 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 da. we try to strategize and figure out where this bird's at <clears throat> next thing i know i'm talking to kevin look up in the yard and here comes two more hens and a gobbler full strut i said never mind kevin i found him he's right here i'm looking at him and i sat there and i'm watching you know these birds and he's gobbling every few minutes and they strut around the yard the hens are feeding around we just mowed the day before and Anyway, long story short, it was pretty cool. I had gobbler right there in the yard, and I could have had him in shotgun range while Kevin's back there hunting, and Kevin had no luck whatsoever. And finally, a truck came down the road, bouncing and beating and clanging or whatever, and scared the turkeys off. They all ran back in the woods. And next morning, he was back there, back there in the back of the property, gobbling again. So we got one that carried over for sure. <laughs> but um, we're getting ready for off-season projects, if you will. There's no off-season in in the hunting world for us, but you know, between traveling and trying to get stuff done and producing the show, which our new season starts uh, late next month, early July on Sportsman Channel, season 17. And um, being over in our different woods, we've got places that we hunt uh, here throughout Georgia and being in different spots and trying to, you know, get food plots ready, keep feeders filled. You know, we got protein, some Antler King protein pellets going in this time of the year to try to maximize our antler growth and our fawning and stuff like that and uh we've just been all over the place and we were over there doing doing those things and 
anyway, if, if you want to call it off-season, off-season, you can call it that. But I think most of us hardcore deer hunting guys that manage our property and try to make things better, uh, we, we work hard in the off-season as much as we do in the hunting season trying to get things right and get things ready. And had a couple of food plots cleared for us, a couple more acres added to the list, and hopefully we'll have some good things coming. The, the spy points, we can put our spy point cameras out. We're getting pictures of bucks already growing antlers, so that's good. Uh, some got some really good, you know, bases growing out to start. And hopefully by, you know, late summer, we'll have some really good bucks that are getting targeted for fall. And, man, it's going to be here before you know it. It's May 21st today, Friday. So I'm doing a podcast on a Friday. What in the world? I should be, like, fishing. Nah, it's too hot. It's going to be, like, 100 degrees in the next few days. So I don't know. Welcome to summer in May. <clears throat> I guess the first day of summer is in June, I guess. I don't remember. I didn't pay a lot of attention. But anyway, this is Back of His Life podcast, and I am Michael Lee of Back of His Life. I'm throwing out some more useless information, as I do whenever I record one of these things. But I wanted to talk about a little bit about your managing property and what we've gone through in a new piece of property we've had for now uh Three deer seasons have gone through. Three turkey seasons have gone through. So now we're just be our fourth year this coming fall. And so now I look at it as the deer that we have put our investment in with food plots and feeding and stuff like that are now coming to fruition uh, this year. You know, your four-year-olds and maybe some five-year-olds. If they, you know, hopefully we'll make it that long. And what we had to learn and what's really hard. Uh, with our property is we've got a good piece of property i mean it's it's around 900 acres uh, we've worked hard to kind of start concentrating deer towards the center of our property <clears throat> and the reason that is is our neighbors are our neighbors like i can't i'm never going to be mad at anybody for shooting illegal deer if they want to shoot spikes then that's that's their prerogative they're, in georgia you can shoot two bucks one of them has to be uh, four points an inch longer on one side and the other buck can be whatever you want it to be but with that being said if somebody shoots a year and a half two and a half three and a half year old deer and that's what they want to shoot then hey that's fine i don't have any problem on on our land we try to we just like to shoot bigger deer i mean we we try to make the racks as big as we can we try to make the deer's body big as we can we that's that's a trophy to us so that's what we try to do and i think the majority of hunters out there do like to shoot big deer but when you're out there filling your freezer and you're feeding your family, hey, man, it, it's all good. But with that being said, on a management perspective, <clears throat> on our side, we try to shoot deer that are at least three and a half, four and a half, five and a half or older, um, depending on their rack size, our history with them. We know there's a lot of variables there. So um, there's definitely some things that go on that you can't control. So last year we learned... We had a, several bucks that were, we were considering four and older that were on our shoot list, our hunt list, and they're all gone. And we had one really nice buck that I hated to see get shot, but I think we think the neighbors, neighboring properties, you know, took all these deer. We, we fed them all summer, and then when the rut kicks in, these deer running around. I mean, it's going to happen. And they were all nice bucks. Like I said, several of them were on our list, so that we knew they were, you know, quote unquote shooters. There was one deer that I was trying to hope, hopefully give one more year, and he he disappeared in late December, and he was a regular. I mean, I've had him on camera for, you know, two years, and he he doesn't leave that area much, and I'm sure he he got off with a late doe, and that that was that for him. And 
you know, it happens. I mean, I, I, that's nature, that's hunting, that's, that's everything we have to deal with. But with that being said, we have to accept those things. It's really hard, and I can't be mad at anybody that shoots these deer that we were, you know, trying to let go or, or shoot ourselves because they're, they're nice deer for that area. But it's just frustrating when you, you've got these deer pattern and you know where they're at and you, you don't hunt this one spot because you don't want anybody to have the opportunity to shoot this deer because you want to give them another year and you don't want anybody to make a mistake. And then you lose him on the, on the neighbor's side. Um, and I'm not mad about it. It's just from our standpoint, we have to adjust our goals and our realistic expectations of that area. So the biggest deer we've killed over there was five and a half years old, and he was 130-some-odd inch eight point, which is a great eight point. Uh, real long times, great frame, didn't have a ton of mass. And if you put mass on that deer, I mean, he's 140-plus inch eight point, which is a giant eight point in my opinion for pretty much anywhere i mean they're bigger don't get me wrong but with that being said it's hard to grow 140 150 inch eight point that's a that's a rare deer which is a trophy anyway um but with all that being said we have to manipulate our own thoughts to correlate with what is achievable for us so <clears throat> with all that being said everybody's listening here and you think about your property, and you may be one of those people that just shoots whatever walks out, and that's fine. Like, it don't matter. And maybe you get lucky and you kill a big deer, too. Because we definitely have deer that come through our property that we get on trail camera, and sometimes we see them ourselves and get shots at them that we've never seen before, and they're, they're nice bucks, and they come and go. That's just part of deer. That's what they do. When they're in the rut, anything's possible. But we've worked hard to, to, to create food sources, to create a safe habitat for deer, We've got areas that we don't even go in. It's just like giant bedding areas. Because one, it's so thick, it's it's impossible for us to even try to go in there because all we're going to do is run deer out. And, and that's not, you know, it's counterproductive. And <clears throat> with all that, we have to fine-tune our goals and our expectations. So one thing with that property is we're trying to, Keep our deer herd centrally located, if you will, where that way we've got an ample food source, not all in one spot, but in one area. We may have one, let's see, one, two, three, four, four big food plots that were within the center 500 acres of that property or less. And that keeps your deer centralized. That keeps them coming to those food sources. They've got food, water, and cover. That's pretty much all they need. And during, during the fall, they need a girlfriend, a boyfriend. But that's, you know, small part of the puzzle. So habitat improvement is a big thing. Like where we're at, we can't burn per se because we lease the property. And it, it would be a major undertaking to burn some of this property. Uh, it needs it, uh, but that's just the way it is. So I think burning undergrowth and, and creating new green palliable browse is a big thing. Uh, on our family farm and, and other property we have, we can do that. And... It does make a big difference, especially on your turkey population. You uh, provide a lot of food for the turkeys, and they like burned areas. And everything benefits from regenerative cycle of, you know, habitat, if you will. That, like a lot of people get mad when people cut trees, but cutting trees is a part of the process. So you clear these land, and you replant, or you know, you, you let different growth come in and creates new food sources. So, um, but with all that being said, don't get mad at your neighbors. I mean, they're, they're hunters too. If they're out there doing things legally and they're shooting legal deer, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, all your deer, every deer you get on camera, you're not going to be able to, to shoot in your lifetime. 
This just ain't gonna happen because you're gonna shoot so many a year. Um, some bucks you're gonna get away, <clears throat> but the thing I encourage is talk to your neighbors. If you can talk and be on the same page, I highly recommend that. Like we're fortunate, we have one neighbor on, on one side of us that, you know, they try to shoot real nice deer as well, and that helps. That probably saves some younger bucks from from getting taken out. And you know, if it makes you happy, go for it. That's really what it boils down to. So, excuse <clears throat> me. I read this silence is driving me crazy. I've been mowing grass and everything, all jacked up. But um, another thing I want to talk about is poachers. Um, we work with Realtree, and if you go to Realtree.com, they've got a pretty cool article that they rolled out with history's biggest turkey poaching busts. And one that stuck out in this article to me was this gentleman in Virginia. And you can go to the website, find his name and, and all that good stuff. I'm not going to throw it out there on podcast because it don't matter to me what his name is. The guy's an idiot. He was charged with 93 criminal counts and pleaded guilty to eight of the most serious offenses. And this was in 2007, so it's been a minute. They asked him why he did it, and he said, the adrenaline rush. You know, I get an adrenaline rush all the time when I call in a gobbler. But I ain't poached a gobbler, and I ain't going to start poaching gobblers. I don't give a crap how many, how much adrenaline dumps into my system. I just, I mean... Dang it, man. This guy, they, they did a search of his house and found 81 gobbler beards, dozens of turkey legs and spurs, several sets of tail feathers, and he confessed on tape that about 90% of those 81 gobblers had been killed illegally during 15 years of hunting. During his 15 years of hunting. So I guess the guy had only hunted 15 years and killed 81 birds. I mean, that's not undoable if you hunt enough states and enough places, but 90% illegally taken? That's just too much. That's just too much. I, like, that, like this dude, I, I, I'm finished reading the article, <clears throat> and it says that he received more than $10,000 in fine the court cost, um, $3,500 were wild turkey replacement costs for seven turkeys killed illegally in 2006. $3,500 donation to the Virginia Game Protection Fund. And he was sentenced to 15 years in jail with the remainder of a six-month sentence suspension in condition of good behavior. He lost all North American hunting rights for seven years, was prohibited from transporting game animals or birds in Virginia for seven years, and banned for life from hunting at for AP Hill. I'm assuming that's a public hunting area. Um, I don't think that's harsh enough myself. I mean, this guy confessed to killing, what, 70 gobblers illegally. This guy should never get to turkey hunt. I mean, you killed a lifetime of turkeys illegally, so you shouldn't be able to turkey hunt anymore. Uh, loses hunting right for seven years. I mean, I don't know. I guess we could argue that either way, you know. I'm all for people's right to hunt, but I mean, you abuse that right. I mean, think if you had 81 DUIs and you confessed it, 90% of those were illegal, which they're all illegal. But if you say you drank and drove 81 times and 90% of those 81, you were, you were legally intoxicated. 
and you got caught. And when this guy pleaded to what they, I guess he probably reached a, 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 a agreement to eight. So if you pleaded guilty to eight DUIs, would you have a driver's license anymore? I doubt it. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know a lot about that system and part of that because I've never had a DUI and I never plan on getting one because I don't drink and drive. But at the end of the day, I mean, dad gummit, man. This guy shouldn't be able to hunt anymore. Just like if you got eight DUIs, you shouldn't be able to drive anymore. You you have abused that privilege to the point where you should not have it anymore. Unbelievable. And this guy was employed, was, it said he had, well, I'm sorry, he had been employed as an animal control officer. Some of the photos with turkeys show him in uniform with a badge, <laughs> partially obscured by camo. And he left that job in December 06 after being convicted of three turkey poking, poaching violations. These, the, the other charges I just told you was in March 2007. This is a repeat offender. This is a habitual offender. I don't know if $10,000... The guy's probably already been turkey hunting in the seven years that he lost his privileges. I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I don't like trespassers. I don't like poachers. I just, I mean, there's no, no point. I mean, I, look, I, I cannot say I have never crossed a property line before, but I have not willingly and knowingly trespassed with intent to do any kind of criminal activity or, or anything of sorts. Um, I've, I've driven through some property before to get to other property, and we've had verbal agreements for, for somewhat, you know, the easement terminology there. Um, and like I said, I may have crossed a fence and been on the other side of a fence, and then, oh, crap, I'm, on, I'm in the wrong spot come back across or just walking through the woods you walk by a property line you don't see it come back in but i mean i'm not just running through other people's property i'm not shooting turkeys illegally i'm not pushing turkeys off other people's property and i'm dang sure not hunting public land illegally and taking illegal animals it's it's a crock man i, I don't know i just i don't know i guess in in what i do for a living I mean, we got to play by the rules and and you know, make sure we do things the right way. And we all make mistakes, don't get me wrong, but this cat, this cat made way more than a mistake. Like this was a habitual violator. Simple as that. I don't know, I'm getting wound up. <laughs> but um, anyway, long story short, I thought that was kind of stood out to me. Dude shot 81 turkeys with 90% of them being illegal. <clears throat> I say all this to say respect property lines, respect other people's property. Um, hunt your way on your property legally and have fun out there. Don't get caught up in the guy across the fence shooting your deer because it ain't your deer. If he crossed the fence, it's his deer. If he crossed the fence, come back to you, then it's your deer. So respect that. Respect other people's how they hunt, what they shoot. As long as it's legal, Man, let people enjoy what they're doing, just like we do. If you're hunting legally and you're enjoying what you're doing, you know, that's all what it's all about. I mean, that's why they're here. That's why deer were, God made these deer knowing that we're going to hunt them. And turkeys and hogs and all these elk and antelope, mule deer, everything, fish, all part of a big plan. So treat it that way. Respect others. Respect property lines. Have fun.
Joe, what you doing out there? Enough rambling for me. I hope y'all have a great weekend. And, um, yeah, get outside and have fun. Don't get too hot. It's supposed to be hot this weekend and next week in Georgia, especially, uh, and other areas down here. So if y'all are somewhere else, maybe your weather's better, get out there in the woods. Make sure them deer get what they need to grow some big antlers and you can have a good time this fall. Shoot your deer. <laughs> Don't shoot your neighbors though, right? <laughs> y'all have a good weekend. We appreciate all y'all. Backwoodslife.com for more. Check us out on all the social media in the world. YouTube, Roku, blah, blah, blah. Have fun.